Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode of the Bolts Broadcast, it's Marg time. Be tuned. Season 3, episode 46 of the Bolts Broadcast. Chase Crawshaw, Mike Mitchelson with you today. Thanks so much for joining us. And Chase, you're back from Chicago. I Love am. to see your face. Well, kind of. Uh, I, how you doing? I know you do. I, I'm I'm doing all right overall. Yeah, a solid weekend. Could have been, could have been better, but solid. Uh, good to be back here where it's actually warm out now. You know, Ooh. just just in time for our season to end. Me to enjoy. You know, maybe one day off of outside. Then I could get right back to work. And then I get to have surgery next week. So we're gonna mm-hmm. have another funky, funkily recorded time episode. Uh, I, 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 just, I got a lot going on, but I'm doing all right overall. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, it's Mark time, baby. If you are listening and you don't have anything happening, might as well get yourself a Marg because up here in Michigan, we hit 60 degrees and it is gorgeous out. The sun makes it feel like it's 70 degrees. 60 degrees qualifies Margarita in Michigan. Isn't that, isn't that lovely? <laughs> I time know, time right? to celebrate. <laughs> it's great. Uh, so I figured, you know. Whip out the margs, whip out the shorts, whip out the shades, backwards hat, wearing kind of day. It's going to be a great time. Oh, yeah. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, we are going to be talking, of course, Tampa news. Um, If you listen to Monday's episode, you know that we did not look at the games that we previously had. So we're going to go through that very briefly, just talk about quick thoughts. We're not going to do whole game reviews because you've known the results for those games for nearly a week now. Uh, then we're going to be talking about a new Tampa signing after the commercial break. Going to be talking around uh, about some news around the league, including a couple of trades. So that'll be really fun. But Chase, we'll start off with that signing, actually. Tampa Bay Lightning sign Declan Carlisle. Yeah, this is a, a pretty good signing. So uh, Carlisle is one of the more high, higher profile of the uh, college free agents coming out this year. Uh, you know, a 2000 birthday, 21 years old, um, turns 22 here in two days. So happy early birthday to Declan. Uh, signs his first NHL deal. I don't know if it kicks in next year or, or this year. I'm assuming it kicks in next year like these deals usually do. I haven't seen that part yet. But anyway, Declan's going to go to Syracuse uh, and should help right away for you know for the rest of the season playoff run. Uh, he, he's a very strong defender. Uh, you know, he's great on the rush. He's got a, a very, you know, active stick. He He's really good. 
uh, you know, coming in, you know, obviously, you know, even strength, like two on twos, he's going to be fine, but he, you know, he can handle a two on one and three on two pretty well. Uh, he's just going to be a, you know, a really nice service, serviceable defenseman who can provide some offense too. Uh, someone I would expect to play a decent role down in Syracuse. Maybe we see him fight for an NHL spot next year, but I would have to assume that he probably needs like a full season in the American league as well. You know, you're talking that he's coming up on 22. I'm like, Oh, he's getting a little bit older. And then I saw his date of birth is in the two thousands. Yeah. So maybe we're getting a little bit older. Yes, we are. Um, what do you think about Carlisle overall as a player for the organization? You think that he could potentially come up in the next year or two and be like a good top four pairing, or do you think he's more like a, a top six pairing defenseman guy? Like what are your what are your thoughts on that? It's unlikely that he's gonna be a, a top four type guy as an NHL player. More of what I'd expect would be a guy that can, you know, play third pair, be, be you know, a rotational guy that gets in, can play solid minutes. I wouldn't expect him to be a point grabber in the NHL, but instead more of a, um, you know, reliable defender, someone who you, you can count on to not get scored on, but you, you're not really going to throw him out there in an opportunity where you need him to score. Okay, gotcha. Also, Merrimack College, never heard of it. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Where's it even at? I actually don't know where Merrimack is. We're looking it up right now, live on the show. There's probably people that go to Merrimack College listening right now. Oh, I'm an idiot. I do know where it is now. It's in Mass. Yeah. It's in, it's in North Andover. It's right. I'm, a, I'm an idiot for not knowing that. Gosh, what a silly idiot. Yeah, you, don't know, you don't know anything. Shut up. I know everything. Okay, let's talk very briefly about our last three games. Three games that took place between the recording you heard last Thursday and the recording you heard most recently on Monday, that being our trip to Alberta versus Calgary and Edmonton and then over to Vancouver as well. Um, one and two in this this three-game stretch. Definitely not what we predicted. You and I were saying this should be a 3-0, but it was not. Yeah, you know, these, these things go that way sometimes. Um, it doesn't always go quite how you want. The offense wasn't really there. You know, back-to-back 4-1 games and a 2-1 to win to end that part of the trip. But the tri- trip really ends tonight in Seattle. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, wasn't, you know, awesome by any means, but it, it's fine. Like, you're, you're, you're going to move on. You're going to learn about the things you did wrong. You're, you're going to make adjustments and continue on through the season. I mean, we still got a lot of hockey left. That, you know, there's really no need to be concerned. Uh, we've got 23 games left. If I, if I got the math right, um, it's, it's plenty of time to make sure we make up points in the standings. Uh, we're still looking at a very legitimate chance of finishing as one of the, you know, top couple seeds in the league anyway. Yeah. We're sitting very comfortable still second in the Atlantic, uh, Toronto and Boston are both within reach. But when you look at, the top eight teams in the East, like it is levels above the next team. Columbus is that ninth team, and they are currently, uh, what is that, 13 points behind the number eight team. Yeah. So even if some struggles start to to happen, it's really not much of a worry at all. So we're in a good position. Still in that playoff spot. And, you know, once you get to playoffs, that's all that matters is that you're there, and what can you do once you get there? And we know Tampa, they've had quite a bit of success in the playoffs recently. Have they? Yeah, I think a little bit. I, I haven't really paid attention much, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about the, oh, well, I guess tonight we do have a game, but obviously the lovely 
ladies and gents that are listening will already know what happens against the Kraken. Uh, I'm really hoping it's a win. It should be. I mean, they have as many wins as we do losses. So, dude, Seattle's terrible. They they're are so bad. They 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 are they are actually the worst team in the league this year. Even though they're not necessarily in last place, they are the worst team. Like, if I'm if I'm if I'm putting them up against. Montreal, Arizona, Buffalo. I, I don't care who. I'm, I'm choosing the opposing team every time because they're just terrible. So give me Tampa in a molly whopping. They are now sitting in second to last only behind Montreal. And it's only a two-point difference. Dude, they're it's, crazy. They botched this big time. It was very clear that they botched this. They were trying to big brain oh, yeah. it. They're, they're trying to be like, yeah, we're, we're smarter than everyone else. We're going we're gonna to do this the way that we know is going to work, even though it's not going to work because we're – we're, we're so smart and, and, we're, and we're, you know, we're just better than you. And sure enough, it failed miserably. And now they're going to try to pick up the pieces and try to fix this thing because like it, they're, they're not even like looking competitive in most games. They, they mm. look terrible. They have Jared McCann who's playing well. And like, it's kind of it, you know, get Yanni Gord, former Tampa lightning is doing what he can, but you can't really expect much from the guy. Same thing with, with Jordan Eberle. Like you can't like, you can't really expect a whole lot from these guys on these terrible teams because everything else around them is just, just terrible. Yeah, we. I think we talked about it on the last episode that this was a team that was drafted to be the analytical darling, and they're the worst team analytically in the NHL right mm-hmm. now. It's 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 kind of funny. And we watched the expansion draft here in my basement, and then we set up a folding table and did a a quick setup podcast on the Bolts broadcast. Yeah, we did. Which uh, you know, if you've been with us for a while, you probably heard that one. And we talked about yeah, this really wasn't the draft we were expecting. But I'm sure everyone thought that because it was just not looking great on paper. Well, when you when you try to go like, oh, we're gonna draft Gavin Bayreuther and just let him walk free yeah. instead of taking Max Domi, who's on a soon to be expiring deal and is not too much of a cap hit. Like, why wouldn't you take a chance on the former first rounder? Why wouldn't you take a chance on you know Vladimir Tarasenko, who clearly just had a couple down seasons and is already back to performing at an elite level? Why, why would you make the moves that you did? I don't know. Stupid. Uh, also. I was looking through the standings, and I didn't really realize how bad the Pacific Division is. Mm-hmm. Like, you've got Calgary sitting at the top, who has looked good this year. Goal differential of plus 61. The Kings are second in the Pacific with a goal differential of plus two. Yeah, it's 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 not, like, great hockey by any means. Like, you look at the Central Division, their top four teams all have plus 20 or better goal differentials. Same with the Atlantic, same with the e- or the Metro, excuse me. And in the Metro, the worst team is plus 29, and that four, that four spot is Washington. They're plus 29. And, and then you go to the Pacific, and the goal differentials are plus 2, plus 8, plus 5, plus 2. You know, So they're barely holding on. As much as I hate doing it, I, I do want to, um, you know, no, actually, I, I lied. I'm, I'm, I'm going to save it for later in the show because we'll be able to tie it into this anyway. Okay, that works. Um, all right, upcoming game that uh, we're about to preview is against the Rangers. This is back at home, back at Amelie. Uh What do we expect against the Rangers here? This is a team that has been better than I think people thought coming into the season, but I am starting to hear a little overrated tags I, I don't know why people think they're overrated like they're overrated like they're exactly they're exactly what we think they are they're a solid hockey team who is getting the benefit of absolutely elite goaltending like if you don't if you think they're anything different than that then you're wrong so they shouldn't be considered overrated by by any means at least according to me but you know Shesterkin right now 
don't know how you don't say this guy is the heart favorite if they make playoffs especially. I mean, he's been the most impactful player in the league this year. It's pretty clear, you know, when he starts, they're going to win. When he doesn't start, they're going to lose. It's going to be a tough game for Tampa. I do think New York actually comes out with this win. It's going to be on the back of Shesterkin having a hell of a game. Mika's been a jad, continuing his hot season. Chris Kreider, you know, he's slowed down quite a bit in terms of goal scoring, but he's still having a productive year. There's enough offense there on top of the absolutely elite goaltending going on. Shesterkin has been great, but we are already down 0-2 in the season series against the Rangers. Yeah. No way in hell we go down 0-3, so I'm taking our Tampa Bay Lightning to win this one, make it a 1-2 series. Maybe this is a playoff matchup we hear, we see here in a couple of months, which could be very exciting. Two best goalies in the world going at it. Love to see it. 100%. All right, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. On the other side of the commercial break, going to be talking some big trade talk as well as a little college hockey. We'll be right back. The NHL season has been packed with 30 dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't yet available in your state, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. Sorry, we're a little late here. Me and Chase are talking about some breaking news with football. Julio Jones expected to get released, but I was asking you before we came back on the show, what even was that trade? A second. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. All right, we are going to go into some more hockey talk. We'll first start with a huge congratulations to Alexander Ovechkin. We talked about on the last show that he was tied for third all-time in goals. No longer he is in sole possession of that third place. Yep, Yami Iger sends out a little video congratulating him. Uh, so good for OV. He's on his quest to get to number two and then eventually number one. Uh, I'd be shocked if he doesn't get to number two. And if, you know... He keeps going at the pace he is. Of course, he gets the number one, but he's bound to slow down. So hopefully he just keeps pushing along, scores at least enough where he can kind of continue on the right track and can get to that record before he retires. Absolutely. Chase, let's now talk about some NHL trades. As, as we know, the NHL trade deadline, oh my gosh, this margarita is starting to hit me, I oh guess. The NHL trade deadline is coming up very soon. We've got three trades to talk about. Let's start first with the Josh Man- Josh Manson trade. Okay, for, gonna freak out. First up, uh, Josh Manson was traded to the Colorado Avalanche from the Anaheim Ducks in exchange for Drew Hellison and a second round pick of the 2023 draft. I think this is a pretty good trade for Anaheim. I really like Drew Hellison. I think he's a pretty damn good hockey player. He played in the Olympics, uh, played for Boston College this year. He's someone that's going to make the jump to San Diego here pretty soon. He signed an NHL deal. I don't know how recently, but... Um, you know, he signed it pretty shortly after being traded. I think it was actually the day after. So, yeah, like, yeah, literally the day after 
he signs it, uh, he's going to go and be an immediate contributor in the American League and be someone that has a chance of making that jump to the NHL sooner rather than later. He, he's a pretty good talent, uh, you know, good defensive defenseman who also has been providing some offense as of recent years too. Uh, had a pretty good season at BC, so maybe he can turn into more of a true two-way guy. We'll see, but I, I think it's going to be a pretty good impact player. And then in terms of Colorado, getting a fine player, but I think Josh Manson's a bit overrated as well. Bigger fan of the Colorado side. I saw that this trade very much impacts Colorado's chances of going out and getting the likes of a Claude Giroux. Do yeah. you agree? Yeah, it, it definitely does because, you know, they're, they're not giving up any cap space in this, and then they're taking on Josh Manson's. Um, you know, right now he's got a $2 million deal. I think he has a bigger extension that kicks in next season, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong on that, but I thought I remember uh, seeing that somewhere. But regardless... Anyway, um, you know, he he's fine, you know, like a good, solid, like, defensive defenseman really is kind of all he is at the moment, not someone that brings much offense. You know, did in the past before, but recent years has kind of reverted back to his true self. So it should be a fine move for Colorado. You know, he already played a game, played 18 minutes plus one. I don't know how he looked in the game. I didn't watch. But, um, you know, he'll it, it, do a good job servicing, but it's not like I, I really don't think it's a, it's like a um, game changing type trade for them. So what you're saying is as of right now, you much prefer Anaheim side. I do. So unless this turns into a Stanley Cup, yep. then uh, we'll see what happens. All right. Let's continue with Colorado as they made a trade with Minnesota, getting rid of Tyson Jost and getting back Nico Sturm. Yep. So that trade was exactly how it sounded and is exactly as weird as it sounds because... I like Nico Sturm. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm don't know I'm, much about him. Yeah, I'm gonna I, be honest. I, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of his game. I, I'm a fan of German players. He's a good, just kind of like, you know, bottom six guy. And Tyson Jost has kind of turned into the same thing. Was taken, you know, tenth overall, 2016. Was expected to be a little more of an offensive presence, and has never really brought that. But I still think he's actually a solid NHL player who has, you know, maybe a limited ceiling going forward. But still has you know some some hockey in him to give some some bit of a ceiling to give as well. Um, I, I think that he's going to have a good opportunity in Minnesota. I, I think you know there, there's a chance that he could maybe go play a little more minutes than he was playing in Colorado. You know he was getting pretty much single digit minutes um, down the stretch there. I think he's going to get a little more of an opportunity, maybe provide some more offense and turn out to be a good trade for them. But you know if I don't know exactly what this does. I don't know if this was like a cap move type thing because you know. Um, he was making $2 million, uh, Tyson Jost was. I don't know what Nico Sturm is making off the top of my head, but it, I, that's the only thing that makes sense to me is that they're trying to clear a little bit of cap um, and to get a similar type of player. Uh, that, that, that's really what it seems like to me. I don't know. It, it's just it, it's really strange because it's kind of the same thing. Could also be kind of just, uh, all right, it's time to move on type of situation. Uh, if, you're, if you pay attention to football, you know that – it looks like Baker Mayfield and the Browns might be parting ways. Yeah. So maybe this is a similar thing. They're hoping for a little bit more out of Tyson Jost. They didn't get that. He wants a little bit of a change of scenery. So they're like, all right, let's just let's just cut our losses and move on. Yeah, you know, it's possible. And I do want to give a little, you know, like tip my hat to Nico Stern. College free agents out in the NHL usually don't vote that well, honestly. You know, Danny DeKaiser is one that did for a little while. Uh, Jimmy BC obviously flamed out a little bit, but you go back and you can look at, like, a Marty St. Louis. He obviously had success, but it's not a very common thing. And he's done a good job of, of building an NHL career, you know, out, out of it. He was undrafted out of um, Clarkson is where he went, and he's now currently playing played in 111 NHL games with 
what looks like a, a decent future ahead of him in terms of game. So, you know, good for him. One of the few free agents that have really worked out. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's not talk about a trade between the New York Rangers and the Florida Panthers. Frank Vitrano going over to New York. Yeah, this one I didn't even know happened until I just saw it right before I started recording. Um, it literally just happened before I started recording. So this is uh, what I was kind of alluding to earlier. Frank Vitrano was traded from the Florida Panthers to the New York Rangers in exchange, exchange for a later round selection of the later selection, excuse me, of the Rangers' fourth-round pick or Winnipeg's fourth-round pick in this upcoming draft class. Um, you know, we'll see what that'll be. But it, it's a, it's like a, a mid-to-late fourth-round pick, essentially, is what is what that trade is going to end up turning out to. So not not a bad buy for New York. It's not a big price to pay for a, a solid player, Frank Vitrano. You know, he's had a couple actually pretty good seasons in the past, you know, in terms of what was expected out of him. Kind of regressing a little bit again, back down to what he was, but still, you know, a, a solid depth goal scorer. So it's it's not a bad trade. But what I think this does for the Panthers, it clears two and a half million cap. That they, that's what he was getting paid. They are uh, getting ready to make some sort of move before the deadline on Monday, the twenty first. Don't know who they're going to try to trade for, but they're going to try to get somebody. Um, and this, you know, the, the Panthers is the team I want to talk about. We, we don't talk about it enough right now. They're, they're first in the league with goal differential plus 71. They're one of the best teams in the league, and we, we don't give enough credit because they are a rival. But they do deserve the credit. They deserve the recognition. They're going to go and make a trade and make themselves even better, and they're going to be a kind of tough team to play in the playoffs yeah. when, it, when it comes to it. But I, I have to imagine these two teams play, and it's going to make it for a really fun series because they're going to add somebody who's actually going to contribute to and it definitely helps when Sergei Bobrovsky isn't just trash. Yeah, he's definitely playing so much better, looking like he's worth that contract. So I'm sure it, Florida's very happy about it's, it. It's so funny because if you look at uh, Bobrovsky's like career path, like every he's he, always he, like that. He alternates every year. Like he's he's horrible, then he's great, horrible and great. And it's it's the funny thing about goalies. Goalies, um, you know, you, you look at Scott Darling. It's the guy who was playing in, in the SPHL, bouncing around, playing in seven teams in one year. All of a sudden, he's just dominating the NHL for a year and a half stretch, and then he regresses back. Like goalies can get hot out of nowhere. You don't have to be a super stud athlete or super talented goalie to get hot and have things go for you for a long enough time. And, and you know, uh, sometimes you can catch a lucky break and be Scott Darling, Andrew Hammond, make your make your break in the NHL. So, but Rossi's kind of a, a weird one though, where he turns it on and off like every year. Like it alternates. It's it's not something you see very often in goalies. It's it's a little strange. Like, you know, right now a nine seventeen save percentage this year, then a nine oh six the year before, then a nine hundred, then a nine thirteen, a nine twenty one, a nine thirty one, a nine oh eight, blah blah blah. So like it, it really just keeps flip flopping and it's it's really unique. I've never really seen a goalie do this. Yeah. And like it'd be something if it was similar levels of play. Like a guy who is below average and then above average, but this guy is literal trash versus Vesna caliber. Yeah, so it's strange. It is crazy. Uh, all right, well, let's talk about the Austin Matthews suspension here. This is one that I'm very intrigued to see what your thoughts are because all over Twitter, people were bashing the NHL PA, um, talking about how um, it looks like they just spin a wheel. And then whatever the wheel lands on, that's what they're going to give out for suspension wise. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I, it does feel like that sometimes. Like, you know, some of the guys that don't get suspensions doesn't make sense, and then some people that do get suspensions also doesn't make sense. But this one here, it's a case that does make sense. You can't cross a guy in the head. Um, star players get away with a lot more because they're star players. They got to sell tickets, blah blah blah. And I get that. So, I do like seeing the guys 
actually being you know disciplined the way they should. Um, it, it was a dangerous move. Like they're shoving back and forth. You can't just cross check a guy in the head and neck area. It's too dangerous. So it was it was not a great move by Austin Matthews. I don't think he was trying to like truly hurt hurt Dolly and try to end his career or anything. He was just kind of you know, retaliating and not getting him high. Yeah. But anyways, it doesn't matter if that's the case or not. You have to be able to kind of reel it in and, and kind of keep yourself, um, you know, like in, in control. So two games, I don't have any issue issue with it, but I do get what people are saying in terms of how inconsistent it is. Yeah, and Austin Matthews is one of those guys that is in the running right now for the heart. So that's a big bump for the Toronto Maple Leafs not having him there. Uh, Chase, let's now move on to college hockey to end off the show. Hobie Baker, we've got the award finalist. Let's hear it. Yes, sir. So we're going to um, read off the 10 names, I guess. Um, there's, there's, you know, there's there's a long list of people that get nominated, then it gets brought, brought down to a final 10. So those 10 names, Matty Beneers, Luke Hughes, both from University of Michigan, Bobby Brink from the University of Denver, Brian Halenden from Michigan Tech, Devin Levi from Northeastern, Dryden McKay, Nathan Smith from Minnesota State, Ben Myers from Minnesota, uh, Yanif Perez from Quinnipiac, and then Bobby Trevingo from UMass. So, a pretty good list. Um, I, I, honestly, I, I don't know the route here um, of who I think I would choose, but Luke Hughes is someone that really deserves that consideration. This kid has been a special player in college hockey this year. He's really ramped it up. Um, Devin Levi is the best goalie in the nation. It's, it's no doubt. Uh, it, it's it's going to be a, a tough decision because I think there's a few guys that you could really mention, but I am really pulling for one of those two guys. Okay. A lot of names definitely recognizable, including the ones you've mentioned, but also Maddie Beneers and Bobby Brink. Uh, I'm sure Seattle, they're really rooting for Maddie Beneers to take it because yes, that are. would be the one win that I, they can actually find this season. Yeah, if, if, he, could, if he could win... The uh, Hobie Baker and then sign and play the rest of the season. I, I can't. Remember, I can never remember what the college like signing date cutoff is. So if, if he's able to sign and turn pro for the rest of the season, you know that, that'd be good for them and kind of good for him. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see a Michigan kid win. Uh, whether that be the two guys from Michigan or Brian Hallinan from Michigan Tech, um, but also you can't hate on a goalie getting a Hobie Baker. So um, y- Yanov Perez. I don't. I still don't know how to say his last name, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know. I didn't realize his numbers were this good. He currently has a point oh eight nine goals against. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't realize his goals against was that low. That's that's interesting. Wow. What is his uh, like record and everything? Like how that, is that's what I'm trying to find. Because I'm on elite prospects. It's not a, they don't always do a very good job of showing it off. So that's what I'm trying to click on. He's twenty four and two with an. 0.89 goals against and a 9.52 save percentage for 27 games. Quinnipiac seems all right. Yeah, it's not too bad. Uh, that's someone that I, I really wonder if he turns pro this year or not because he doesn't have his NHL rights owned by anybody. This is his first year as a starter playing college. Uh, it's a very unique situation. I, I don't know if, if he turns pro or if he you know plays another year of college. This, this, this is kind of uncharted water here. What the hell? What? <laughs> first year as a starter in college wasn't looked at in the draft at all. Uh, rights not owned by anyone. Like we're just talking about how Nico Sturm, a college player that went undrafted, he comes out, signs, actually can make a good name for himself. What happens with this guy? What if he just turns into a stud? Uh, that'd be pretty cool because you don't see, you don't you know you don't you can see goalies do that type of stuff too often. So that would be pretty cool. Um, 
I, I don't know how much I'm going to count on it, but I, I'm definitely rooting for it, especially, you know, if he ends up on a team that's more near and dear to our hearts. Yeah, most definitely a name to keep an eye on going into the future, as well as when the Hopi Baker finally gets announced. But that's going to do it. We're going to move to hockey name of the day. Uh, we've got Ricards. Ricards? Ricards? I'm going to go Ricards. Benislavskis. Ricards Benislavskis. Nailed it. That's like skis. Yeah. Instead of skis. Yeah. Okay. So that's close enough. Ricards Benislavskis is a Latvian, born forward, 19 years old, 2002 birthday, 5'11, 176. Played in the MHL this year, which is like the Russian Junior League. 10 goals, 8 assists, 18 points, 50 games, 70 penalty minutes. Not bad. Got called up to the main Latvian league recently, played a game. Uh, you know, good, good for him. You know, cool little, little, little opportunity to, to go play pro instead of just playing it in the junior leagues. Um, I'm sure he's hoping he can be more of a feature in, you know, a higher level of pro next year. I, I don't know what, um, Dino Riga is going to be doing. Cause if I'm not mistaken, they're one of the teams that pulled out of the KHL next season. So I don't know if they're going to end up in the Latvian league, if they're going to end up in, you know, the, the Finnish league, the Swedish league, the German league, whatever the hell they're going to do. I don't know, but I'm sure he's hoping that he's going to be able to end up with them, but I don't know. We're, we're going to have to kind of wait and see. He's someone that you know we might hear a little more about in, in between uh, you know in, international circuits for Latvia and stuff. And I should have known. I'm a bit of a skier myself. Yeah, you know I hit the slopes yeah, every you, once you, in a while. You've been skiing before? <laughs> I have actually. Really? Yeah. yeah. When was this? Um, when Tony broke his back, basically. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. So bit of a bit of a skier. So I should have known that. But anyways, Chase, my mark is running out. So let's hit him with an outro. All right, as always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us out on Patreon, support us over there. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at Bulls Broadcast, it's at Bulls Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, follow WMP on Twitter, at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. Get all the content you need between those Twitter accounts right there. Make sure the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com and all the podcasts and network there. Boom. Click the logo. That's an easy peasy lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, you can rate it five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. We really appreciate it. Wherever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time.